some things here will be counterintuitive or exactly opposite of what you learned in university or in practice. Hello sprinters, today we talk org design and we go to part one of the org design guide which is principle to design your organization. Some things here will be counterintuitive or exactly opposite of what you learned in university or in practice. First principle, forget the org chart. The org chart is a wonderful mechanism for legal reasons, but not for steering a company, not for making sure who is accountable for what. It is just a legal structure. We need here now a management structure, structure which says who's doing what and who is the ultimate accountable person for that. So who's leading it? And that's different from the legal structure. Then we go to start with values. You don't start with the areas per se, you start with values because first you have to clarify what is important to you, what matters. And everybody has something that matters to you. So you don't like every behavior in the same way. Some behaviors you find as appropriate to accomplish your mission and some behaviors you find not functional to accomplish your mission. Write them down, write your values in a way that they are clear, they are understandable, they don't need much further exploration and can be measured, discussed by everybody. Then you go to the areas. Now this is counterintuitive again because usually you have your people, you know their strengths and their weaknesses and then you try and build the processes around them. But Let's have the example of a government. Politicians, they get voted, they get in and out of the seats. But the seats, the organization per se, the government must be organized in a way that it works regardless of the people that come. This year it's Boris Johnson, next year is somebody else. So, but the system still works. It is organized well so that people can come and go but the system is organized well, is healthy and is viable. That's why you start with first with defining the areas. So which functions, which areas of responsibility need to be there. And then you go to the people. Number four, now you hire accordingly and fill the seats and people will now energize the roles and fill the seats accordingly and take their positions on the bus. But the bus is first and the people come second. And number five, you simplify everything on one page. We like the focus card for that. And number six, you execute in small cycles, cycles that are motivating and that are small enough so that it happens. Basically, we like it every week, but whatever your cycle is, can be every two weeks or three weeks or every day, make it small so uh, you, you are in contact with it and it's fun and you see progress. Okay, and yeah, try to celebrate progress and try to make the process in a way that energy rises during it and not goes down instead. Okay, have fun with the principles. Next videos are um, 
the, the tools themselves. You want to make your sales more repeatable and reliable? Do you want to have less volatility and more growth in your revenue per month? At Strategy Sprints, we do only one thing, strategy and sprints. Strategy means having more revenue through a better offer. And sprints means having more energy in your team every week. Check out if your ROI is as high as it is for most service-based and online businesses and startups we work with, which is over 100%. You can see it in just 15 minutes by going to strategysprints.com sales and completing our online exercise to know what your ROI would be with our accelerator program. We are ready to sprint. Are you? And now we go into um, directly into it, right areas, right people. So we will need to design the areas of responsibility and then to allocate the people, the right people for the right area. So first you have written down your core values. Be real. Don't try to um, just write the values that are in uh, or that society wants. Be real. If you uh, like X, Y, Z and you will expect it, write it down. It's your core value. So go there and um, it's not about being liked by all others. It's about being clear to your colleagues, to your staff and being um, of service to your mission, whatever the, your mission is. So do the values, simplify them, and then we go to the areas. Now we go to the areas and then to the people. So the way that we design areas is we like to put our value chain, which is awareness, nurturing, sales opportunity, closing, fulfillment, retainment. And now most of you will say, hey, but I have my categories are different. There are marketing, finances, and sales and operations, yes, uh, ours also. We just want to have them very clearly assigned to one part of the value chain so that we see marketing, okay, what's the purpose of marketing? Finances, why is finances important? To us, finances is very important because the purpose of it is really to keep the operations healthy and to have the blood flowing everywhere because the finances, of course, are the blood circulation of the whole thing. So it's in fulfillment. And um, we have in fulfillment, we have operations, finances, customer care. Then if you say marketing, okay, what's the job of marketing? What's the, the purpose of it? And then we would say that marketing has, in our case, the job of creating awareness that we are out there, that we exist. And then there is the job of marketing to create a sales opportunity. So to prepare 80% ready for the salespeople to sell. And then we have something we call nurturing in between, which is the content creation thing that we, we call assets, because in our case, the content that we create is the assets of our business. That's the knowledge and that's uh, our IP. And then uh, we have retainment, cross-selling, uh, upselling events, after sales, etc. And then, per, so put in your areas of responsibility and then for every area of responsibility, try and have a couple of KPIs so that the person in charge, and there can only be one person in charge, uh, try to be very clear about that. Um, one KPI, two KPIs, three KPIs per area so that the one person in charge knows exactly what the expectations are 
and um, you can measure and track progress and learn step by step. That's the right areas. So define your areas, define KPIs and then one name per area. Below that, when you grow and scale, then below that they will do the same for their organization. And, um, and that's it. That's the right areas. So go do your right areas and when you've done that, click on the video about the right people then we can see if the right people are on the right area. Org design part three, the right people. Do I have the right people in place on the right seat? Let's see how to rate if you have the right people on the right seat. So how we do it is every 30 days or in special situations like in crisis or in turnarounds or in changes, we go through each element and see uh, if they uh, are over 80% of the time leaving the values, the core values of your companies, if they want it, if they get it, and if they have the capacity enough per week to make sure this happens. And if there is just one no, you have the wrong person on the wrong seat. So let's go through it. You review this sheet and then you say, okay, value one. In our case, our value one, focus, freedom, flow, humble, hungry, happy. It's the six values. So we go through it. Uh, focus. Is this person 80% of the time focused? Yes. Always on point. Has always a clear plan. Has a clear report. Freedom. Does this person is capable of working from everywhere, anytime and self-organized? Yes. Mostly. 90%. Yes. Uh, flow. Is this person capable of creating a flow for themselves, for the clients, for the colleagues that is a valuable cadence that gives energy instead of draining energy? Yes. Okay. Humble. Hungry. Happy. Value 4. Humble. Is this person 80% humble? Meaning accepting, learning, asking people. How do you do that? Asking people. Do you have a template? Uh, asking where can I learn more? Uh, hungry is the ambition level 80% so that they want to get better and better every week? Yes, that they measure what they do. Yes, okay. And um, happy, do they allocate their own uh, emotions, positive, negative emotions to themselves or to circumstances? So are they telling about excuses more than 20% of the time? Then it's a no. Or are they bringing excuses uh, less than 20% of the time? Then it's a yes. So value check. Then we go to do they want it? Do they really want it? How do they get in on Monday? How early do they start in the morning? Uh, do they get it? Do they have the cognitive, emotional capacity to do it? And then do they have the capacity? Now this is calendar. So do they have enough time per week scheduled to do that? Or did they say yes to 17 other things and they don't have enough time in their calendar to do that? Um, and then if you have one no, you have to reconsider. This is the wrong person. And then we say, okay, first warning. And the warning means this person will uh, write down top five activities and say how and when they will turn the situation around because now they have 30 days to get it right. And um, otherwise we have to move them from the seat. Simple, right? But it's transparent, it works, do it with the people, not to the people. 
and um, this is how you make sure that you have hired and have uh, seated the right person on the right seat. If you have any questions, ask your sprint coach and keep rolling. Bye-bye. We all know that working in sprints is better, but how do we know what we should work on? You're in luck because we have a 15-minute exercise that will give you complete clarity on where to take your project next. Go to strategysprints.com sales to complete our short exercise and meet one-on-one -on -one with an expert sprint coach to identify your number one bottleneck. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed that episode of The Strategy Show. Make sure to like this video below and subscribe so that you can stay up to date with every episode of The Strategy Show. Get daily CEO tips from CEOs for CEOs.